Good morning, Vietnam! Good morning, everybody. We're here for our second episode of Mile High Motorheads. I'm number, Steve. I'm Max. <laughs> and this is your number one podcast for all things automotive. Well, well what have you been up to today, Steve? Uh, well, with all the snow that we got, I spent a good portion of this morning snow blowing my yard and every in the neighbor's yards because I'm nice. What about you, Max? I also have been snowblowing us. We had almost two feet in less than 24 hours. Mm, that's Castle Rock and Colorado. This is Colorado. We're on our second winter for the year. Yes, it's a beautiful winter and spring here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You get real nice days, and then all of a sudden, you just get pounded with two feet of snow. It was a really nice week. Definitely. What did you do this week? Well, I have been doing some side work all week. I've got a Mini Cooper torn apart in my garage. Nice. What are you doing to that? Uh... You know it got overheated, so it's got a little bit of milkshake in the oil. So I pulled the head off, checked the flat flatness of the head, and it doesn't seem warped at all. So I put it all back together, and we'll probably start it tonight and see where we're at. But I think the head gasket just failed. Well, how'd you check the flatness of the head? Well, there's a tool called a straight edge that's perfectly straight. And oh. you'll, you'll lay it across the head multiple ways, and you'll use a feeler gauge to see any irregularities in the head. Is there a tolerance that's okay, according to many? A, uh, a difference? I, a warpage? I assume there's a tolerance, but honestly, if there's any warpage, you want to have the head shaved. Because you want it to be perfectly flat to seal it. No extra air getting in there. <laughs> yes. Or getting out. Or getting out. That's important, too. So, what about you, Steve? What do you got going on this uh, week? Well, hey, we can actually talk about my construction. My work, my work truck... Whoever put the janky flatbed on that and did all the haggard wiring on it, oh, I got yeah? to mess with that this week. So a construction truck, were there wire nuts on the wiring? Yeah, believe it or not, yeah, we since we are in the residential construction industry, yes, <laughs> there is some wire, wire nuts underneath there. It's pretty pathetic. Started out having no lights on my passenger side. I did fix that issue, but then as soon as that issue got fixed, the driver's side brake lights are now inoperative. Oh, nice. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Wiring can be a great thing. It sucks, actually. Yeah. But especially when the person before you just uses all these quick splices every six inches. Yep. And then, uh, sounds like you're going to have fun repairing that. No. Nah, yeah, mm, are we'll you going to repair it or just redo the whole thing? I think I'm just going to keep repairing pieces at a time. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, they... It goes to a giant bulkhead in the back. There's missing wires that are randomly cut off in spots. It's, I don't know if I want to do the whole thing over. So we got most of it working again. There so you go. 90% is better than 50. That's very true. It's very true. Well, we've got a couple topics for you this week. Um, first off, we'll probably talk about how EPA was trying to ban um, any sort of modifications to your car for street use. And then we'll also kind of fill you in on what 2017 will be bringing for diesel trucks. Controversies. Yep, absolutely. Between EPA and diesel. That's right. See what we got going on. What What is going to happen in 2017 in the world of diesel? Uh, you know, there could be a lot, but it's really unforeseen. I've been having a lot, uh, sort of a difficult time trying to figure out what's going on. Um, what I do know is that Ford acquired ownership of Cummins quite some time ago. So, it turns out that Cummins is going to be ending their contract with Dodge this year. But, they've had this contract, and Dodge has had Cummins Motors for 
gosh, almost 30 years. Yeah. So Dodge does have another diesel motor at this point right now. What do they use? Who do they use? So for their light-duty trucks, their 1500s, they offer an eco-diesel. Um, this eco-diesel is a 3-liter V6, and it's built by Fiat. Well, actually, it's built by a company that Fiat owns, which is called Motori VM. Motori VM. Yeah. Um, and they put this in some of their Jeeps, actually, the same motor. I've driven it, and there is there's not a lack of power. It is a very quick little 1500 truck, and it's fun to drive, as well as good on gas. What is MPGs? Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't know the MPGs off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's right around 20. Because that's what you could get out of the Cummins. Yeah, you absolutely. You could see 20s. Absolutely. Um, but these... They don't have anything from this company for their 2500s yet. But that's not to say that they might just totally drop the Cummins motor and start using that. I think they might lose a lot of customers if they stop using the Cummins motors. Diehards. The ones that put the big C on the back of their window. Back of the window. They're going to have to put like exactly. a big M or something like that. In case you didn't know, it's got a big Cummins in it. Yes. Safety. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, they might... They might move forward, or they might just stick with the Cummins. I wonder what Ford's going to do. Are they going to scrap the whole power stroke? Because that's been in production for a very long time as well. That's sort of up in the air, too. This is actually the very first year. Well, no. When did the 6.7 come out? Last Six, year? I thought it was like 2010 or 2011. No, that's the 6.4 six, came out. Mm. So, within the last two uh, years... Are we talking Cummins or power stroke? Power stroke. Yeah, power stroke would be 2010, 2011, because the 6.4 came out in 2008, or 2007, 2008. Uh, it was a 6.4 power stroke. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. Within the last few years, they released the 6.7, which is totally a Ford motor. It's not international, it's not Detroit, it's not whatever. It's Ford's own design, and uh, for the most part, it's been successful. I know that Ford sort of has some programming issues, but other than that... And it's a pretty quick truck. Oh, yeah. For it being that heavy of a truck. Absolutely. It's a sweet motor. And quiet, if you like quiet diesels. Yep. What is Chevy going to do? So Chevy will be releasing um, a totally new Duramax. They've had the 6.6 in production since 2001. Um, That's a long time. Yeah. It's it's a little bit unclear right now whether they're still going to be teamed up with Isuzu to build their new motor, but I assume they will. They, the 6.6 the Duramax was so successful in all ways. So not a huge change coming to the Chevy side. No, but or... they will have a totally new motor. You know, I think that, what is that, how many years, 16, 17 years, might be the longest running production diesel with minor changes, turbo changes and injectors, but the, the short block can be used from a 2016 on a 2002 <laughs> without an issue. That's crazy. I don't know that. So it might be the longest running production Durham, or diesel engine out there right now. Yeah, and because you, you would be able to use the 5.9, would you? Same short block? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but the 5.9 was produced. It went. Six. Is that right? No, it was 80s. Oh, I guess first gen Cummins, yeah. yeah. Late that 80s. All the way to 2002. 2003 had a 5.9 as well. But they went to common rail, so. So, slightly different. More, more advanced. Yep. Yep, but uh, definitely an interesting re year, you know. Ford might eventually go to a Cummins motor since they own the own Cummins. Sacrilege. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit, but it might be really interesting. 
you know, things will really get changed up. Eh, well, I guess bound to happen. Yeah. Interesting what'll happen. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about diesels, Steve, what uh, what are the major domestic diesels that we have in the States right now? What uh, what are the competitors? Well, we got the big three. We got the Cummins, the Duramax, and the Almighty Power Stroke. Okay. And what uh, what's your favorite? Well, I'm a Ford guy, although I do like Chevy, but that Power Stroke is probably up there for me. What Do you know the specs on the current Power Stroke right the now? current Power Stroke is rated at about 800 foot-pounds of torque and 397, Wow. which is just under the Cummins on torque, because Cummins is rated at 850, Yep. and Power Stroke is beating the Duramax in both fields. Interesting. And so then what are the specs of the Duramax if it's being beat? The latest Duramax, which is a 6.6 with the LML, as the Chevy guys like to designate everything, call it. You'd be at about 397 horsepower and 765 pound foot of torque. Ah, it's hurting, but it's still a popular one. I remember reading that there's over a million Duramax-equipped uh, light-duty trucks out there right now. How many of them are running, though? All of them. Doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I guess it all depends on personal preference, which your favorite is. Um, Absolutely. And going on that, still this 700-plus foot-pounds of torque... Oh, yeah. stock is incredible especially with all the emissions regulations that are going right now yeah for diesels it's it's getting pretty unreal i've been doing a little bit of reading on um some of the heavy duty diesel stuff like uh the cummins isx which comes in um, a lot of the semi trucks and their emissions is also starting to get as strict as light duty diesel stuff okay so that and you said medium duty is so is that like the would that be the the I guess the Cummins 550s? Exactly. Or the 4500s? Exactly. The medium duty and the heavy duty. So heavy duty would be would be a, a semi. And um, medium duty would be like uh, some of the bigger ambulances you see on the road. Okay. Wow. So they're starting to crack down on that. Yep. So it's interesting. What does your Duramax come stock with? Because um, it's a little bit older. Yep. So like just comparison from the years. So mine's a 2005. Uh, and it comes stock with, I think, 312 horsepower. Uh, I'm unsure of the foot-pounds of torque, though. Well, but, and, no, unless I believe any of the Cummins were very low on horsepower in the beginning. Oh, yeah. So 2005 was a was a 5.9 Cummins as well. It was a common rail. Um, I don't know, but I'm sure it's right around high twos, low threes, like mine. But still, it's all about torque with diesels. True. That is true. Enough. But I think that the, the power strokes have always been the same way. Lower on horsepower, but high, very high on torque. That seems wrong, but it looks like in 2005, uh, I was looking up Cummins, but it looks like 2005, the 5 and 9 had 325 horsepower. Okay, and what about torque? Can you torque is 600 foot-pounds. Well, Cummins, with that inline six, they've always been such torque monsters. You know, it's I'm going to have to agree that Cummins really are the best for towing. You know, and fuel economy. And fuel economy. So much low-end grunt. But my own personal opinion is that Cummins always lacks on the interior side until very recently. You know, it's very, very cheap, chintzy, plastic. Very work truck-like. Yeah, very work truck-like. 
which they actually have a, a, a line called the Tradesman Truck, which is all work trucks. Very base model, base interior. Which is smart. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, nothing special. But I, it, it definitely took them a long time to kind of catch up to Ford and Chevy's interiors, which are... Because Chevy's are a very comfortable truck. Absolutely. Very, very comfortable. And Ford has always been on the better side of... Looks. Quality interior. <laughs> <laughs> So I found the specs on your truck comparatively, and I also did a comparison with the Power Stroke since we're doing the big three. Your truck, Max, from the factory, was about 310 and 590 foot-pounds of torque. Okay. Whereas the Power, that 6.0 Power Stroke, the super reliable, no problems ever, great 6.0. Is that a joke? Not at all. Was <laughs> that about 325 and 570? Okay. For... And those are all pretty... They're all low RPM, so when you said that low-end grunt, I mean, all these numbers are coming in between 1,800 and 2,200 sure. RPMs. So what about the the Cummins? Did you get an RPM number on that for what their torque and horsepower was, or no? I didn't see that. I know the newest one is rated at the 800 to 1,800 RPMs. Okay, so definitely yeah. low-end compared to, to the Ford and Chevrolet. That's straight six. Yeah, it's true. All those cylinders lined up in a row just... It's hard to beat. So what can you tell me on this uh, EPA ban? Well, I guess we can skip to the end real quick and kind of go back in what it was, because it is pretty actually amazing what sort of was happening and what actually ended happening. But the EPA was looking at, they had a bill um, or a regulation that they came up with that would make it illegal to make any on-road vehicle and modify it to an off-road use. Where like, so people take their, their personal cars to the track and they modify it so they can run on the track. Well, any use of any of these items would be illegal. Selling of them would be illegal. And very large companies like SEMA and JEGS and Summit were outraged among with thousands of people that this was gonna happen. Because the automotive, that is a huge role in the automotive industry. Sure, so, so it's illegal to sell these products? Is that only for street use or would that or what? It's illegal to sell it for street use. Exactly. Okay. And I th believe that it was actually going to be illegal to sell it all in general. Any vehicle that was intended to be an only on-road use, you cannot change. Okay. Is what they were aiming at doing. And that was a bill that was hidden in, I think it was like a 696-page document. But basically, it was hidden in the regulation of the greenhouse gas emissions and fuel efficiency standards for medium and heavy-duty engines. Vehicle, engines and vehicles phase two and those final regulations are actually set to be done in july but the epa just recently as of a couple of days ago now dropped that whole bill of doing that because of the outrage that it was stirring up i saw that you know and i was curious how why they dropped it i know it's been ongoing for maybe a year they've been talking about this but I'm curious why they dropped it so suddenly, whether it was petitions or... I think, well, there was a petition that was circling around, and it was getting a lot of a lot of signatures, no doubt. Sure. But, I mean, it was coming pretty close to the deadline, and I think some of the big players made some really good points, especially from the economy side point. Sure. These manufacturers that make these parts, I mean, if you're going to make it illegal, there goes all those jobs, all yeah. the money that goes into this. Absolutely. I personally work in the, the aftermarket world for cars. Exactly. My, my job could have become exempt from this. Exactly. 
So that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder if something like this was to happen, how people would react. I mean, are people still going to modify their cars? How strict are they going to be on the rules? You it know, depends if they can get their hands on the parts. Yeah, is or everything going to be their own? Yeah, is everything going to be on the black market <laughs> at that point? Like, I mean, we should get in that market. Yeah, I mean, is everyone just going to stop modifying those vehicles and then? Now anyone who wants to go off-roading is just going to have to build a tube buggy. You know? It has to be completely off-road, yeah. Yep. So it would have been a huge impact. Luckily, a government agency listened to the people, and it got dropped. So it shouldn't be have to really worry about anything so far. Yeah, not yet. Now. You know, but sometime in the future, things could be a whole lot different. You know, I know that they were talking about fully locking out ECMs, so you can't change the software tuning. Which would be, I feel like, detrimental to some people tune so they get better emissions and better fuel economy. Absolutely. Not just for horsepower. There are so many companies out there that thrive on tuning diesels or gasoline engines um, for not only power but as but economy. You know, we've got HP tuners, Diablo Sport tuners, DuramaxTuners.com. Uh, EFI Live, all those companies are big, big corporations, and that part of the industry would just disappear if a bill like this was to ban. And I think I was reading somewhere that the complete aftermarket automotive industry is like a $36 billion industry. Oh, I don't doubt it. Don't so doubt losing it. that, even a fraction of that, part of that, would be pretty detrimental to the economy. Jobs lost, companies gone. Yeah, without a doubt. The, the only people that would be working on cars would be dealerships at that point. And I think some dealerships would be okay with that. I'm sure they would. The yeah. families that grew up around cars and modifying them and racing them would probably not be so happy as well. Absolutely. You know, I think there would still be an aftermarket world, but uh, it would be way more expensive for your average Joe to get into. Yeah, and your aftermarket world would now be sourced from Pet Boys. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. It, uh, it would be an unfortunate day, and it would hurt a lot of people. But good thing they listened to us, and they're now not doing it. So, as far now, as we know, for now. For now, we're safe. For now, we're safe. But uh, something similar could happen in the future. We don't really know. So, we did find, or we're going to begin to do a segment of the show where we find really funny Craigslist, Craigslist, Craigslist ads, um, mainly pertaining to, pertaining to cars. And this week's is titled, Muck Cuts Chop Top Shaggin' Wagon. It's a, it's a pretty funny looking car. Let me read the ad to you, see if you can get yourself a little description. And then we'll post the, the pictures on Craigslist for you. So, as Steve said, the title. And here's a description. Are you sick and tired of ecking your way through life? Are you sick and tired of being a nobody? Well, listen up here, all you pumpkin pie haircutted freaks. The one and only Much Cuts Chop Top can now be yours for the taking. Take the pooch grooming business to the next level with this 84 sheepdog. <laughs> Shoot your boss. Shoot, your boss may be so impressed with your new whip, he might give you that Christmas bonus early and you can finally start up your own pet store selling Warm Farm. <laughs> Looking for a ride down to the desert with sea bass and the boys for Burning Man? Look no further. Load up the boiler makers and hop in the wagon. And you are guaranteed the best summer camper dancing the night away in this pup with thousands of other burners. 
<laughs> I'm sure you'd have to be. <laughs> that was a little bit of a run-on sentence. <laughs> Having horrible luck with the ladies after spilling the salt last month eating dinner? No problemo. Beautiful women instinctively flocked, flock like salmon <laughs> of Capistrano around this shagging wagon. Does your best friend Billy from 4C always call you a pathetic loser? Pull up in your brand new chop top and tell him he better keep his mouth shut if he knew what it's good for him. <laughs> He'll probably be so stoked on the new car that he'd take you out for dinner and buy you some footlongs on the house and throw in his parakeet Petey to bury the hatchet. Don't miss your chance on picking up your very own mutt cuts. Your chances might be one in a million, but hey, there's still a chance, so don't hesitate to give me a shout. Let's see. It'll also be throwing in a mutt cut dog suit. That's nice. It's a full up zip up pop up jumper. Hey, there you go. With puppy gloves and a hound head cap. <laughs> Let's see. King. This oh. is our first time reading this, by the way, for you guys. <laughs> it says uh, that it the car was recently featured in King 5 Evening and also on a video contest for the second Dumb and Dumber movie. This car literally looks like a convertible version of the wagon from Dumb and Dumber. It's more sleek and refined. Yes, it's got a nice big grill that doubles as a nose on it. It basically looks like someone took a old Ford Taurus or a Crown Vic. <laughs> chopped the top. Yeah, chopped the top, and then they covered it in carpet. Well, that's the shag. The shag. It's the dog. That's yeah. what makes it, yep. Yep, it's got big, it has the no ears doors. The doors. Yeah, they, <laughs> they cut the doors off and mounted them on the B pillar sideways to look like an ear, but it's covered in carpet. So anyways, we're going to... We're gonna <laughs> the, the issues are it occasionally misfires and shakes. Oh, no big deal. Just Not like a, a dog. Yeah. Odometer light works on and off. Currently is off. Oh. Well, just small electrical This dog tells you if it gets sick. Might be all the carpet getting soaked in water all the time. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. But it does see 27 miles per gallon on the highway. That's pretty incredible. Flush seating for six. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, it's got a full stereo system in it. He says, heater blows hotter than an atomic <laughs> bowl of chili peppers. No need for AC. And it's got Duramax <laughs> mirrors. Duramax diesel. Gotta have those toe mirrors. mirrors. <laughs> Gotta be able to see past these ears for doors. <laughs> doors for ears. But like Max was saying, anyways, we're going to post this on our Facebook page. Yep. Post some of the pictures up there tomorrow. Oh, well, today. Today. For tomorrow. But uh, the, the suit that comes with it looks pretty awesome to me. That might be worth it more than the car. <laughs> it looks like it has an old red seat cushion for the front tongue hanging out. <laughs> Man, that oh, is they're electric funny. extenders. It's like I'm a GMC. Yep. yep. That's classy. Yep. Well, anyways, like Steve said, we'll post this on our Facebook for you guys to check out. Hopefully you got a little bit out of a laugh out of it that we got out of it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. Like always, please tell us your feedback. Don't be afraid. Rip into us. Great. If not, great. Yep. Anyways. and You can always contact us at milehighmotorheads at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash milehighmotorheads. Have a great week and a great Monday. Yep.
Thanks again.